Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hello and welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. I am your host, Katrina Fava. Thank you for joining us today, wherever you are in the world, whenever you are in the world. Um, Messy Adventures in Living is a video show all about not judging your choices and not waiting for everything to, per- to be perfect to begin living. Um, would you like some of that today? We are going to talk about something very interesting um, that is often quite messy and lots of jumping in and seeing what your choices create. We're talking about parenting um, today, and we're specifically talking about how to be a bad parent. Hmm. Why in the world would anyone want to be a bad parent? Well, before we get into that, I would like to tell you a little bit about me, uh, if you've never joined us before. Um, my name is Petrina. I am a whole bunch of different things. I do a whole bunch of different things. I'd be a whole bunch of different things in the world. One of them is that I am a mom of three very cool kids. They are 12, 9, and 5. Um, I'm also a registered nurse. I work um, in pediatric nursing here in Toronto. I have been um, nursing for 19 years. I get to learn all about kids and parents in that job as well. Lots of fun. Um, I am a access consciousness bars and access facilitator. I use uh, the tools of this modality called access consciousness in my life um, to change things for me and to create my life. And I also teach this body process. Um, I also facilitate and uh, classes and have private sessions with people. Um, I also create my own line of natural body products called Naturally Happy Body, which you could find at naturallyhappybody.com. And yeah. Oh, and I'm also an author. Can't forget about that. I'm also an author. I have written in three books. Um, One of them is called Creations, Conscious Conception. Nope. Conscious Fertility Conception, Pregnancy, and Birth. And the other one is called Possibilities in Parenting. And also I have written in Releasing Judgment. So creation, parenting, judgment, perfect for our topic today. Um, You can check out those books at uh, Amazon.com. So we're talking about how to be a bad parent today. Why in the world would anyone want to be a bad parent? How ridiculous is that, you might be thinking. Well, parenting has often been called the hardest job in the world and also the best job in the world. The most joy you'll ever experience, the biggest responsibility in your life, the greatest source of personal self-judgment. Does it ever seem like the harder you try to be a good parent, the worse you feel? and the unhappier your kids get? Hmm. Well, what if the willingness to get it all wrong is what would actually create the most ease, joy, and fun in your family? So what in the heck, how does that work? The willingness to get it all wrong, is it possible that by being so willing to screw up parenting, you could actually create 
the most ease in your life, the most fun in your life, and provide your kids with the space they require to be everything they would like to be and to create their own lives as well. Could your kids create their own lives in the way that they would like to create them if you were being willing, if you were willing to be a bad parent? So what the heck does bad parent mean anyways? What are some things that you have decided mean unequivocally that you are a bad parent? So when I first um, found out I was pregnant, I decided wholeheartedly that there was no way I was screwing up this parenting thing. I, I said to myself, look, you have screwed up a bunch of things in your life. You've made a lot of mistakes. You suck at a whole bunch of things, but not this one. Damn it, you are getting parenting right, Petrina Fava. <laughs> you are not screwing this up. You are going to do everything to make sure you get this right. And, yeah, it started off pretty cool. You know, I had an infant and I was a pediatric nurse, so I had years of experience taking care of a baby, changing diapers, feeding, listening to crying. I had a whole bunch of patients with my crying baby. Um, I thought I was doing pretty good. I was like, oh, I'm actually doing pretty good, this parenting thing. And then she turned into a toddler and things started to change. So um, I had my second and third child. And as my kids got older and started talking and challenging me or challenging my points of view and challenging all of the conclusions I had made about what it meant to be a good mother, I started to feel like my world was totally unraveling. And it was, which was awesome. So what does it mean to be a bad parent? Well, I think that depends on who you ask, right? How many millions of differing opinions are there in parenting in the world? How much do we all disagree on various topics around parenting? Should you spank your child? Should you not spank your child? Um, should you provide allowance? Should you not provide allowance? Should you be a helicopter parent? Should you, you know, let your kids do anything you want? Um, it also depends on, if, imagine if you asked your grandparents what it meant to be a good parent. And what you think Today, in 2016, it means to be a good parent. Chances are you would have some very different opinions about that. Um, I know that my grandmother thought that being a good parent meant teaching your children, especially your girls, how to clean the house, how to sew, how to cook, and that if you did that, you were a good parent. That was it. Finished. What else was there? Um, there was no talk about providing emotional support. There was, uh, you know, you could smack your kids around if you wanted to, as long as you got them to do whatever you thought they should do because you were the boss, because you're the mom and you're the parent and you're the dad and you're the boss. And being a good parent me meant making your kids do what you said. My um, in-laws often talk about how that's, that that's how they raised their children, my husband and his siblings, that um, knew what was best, they enforced it. Um, they made their children do things they knew would keep them safe in the future. They prevented their daughters from dating early on because they only had to date one guy who they were going to marry and that that would create the best outcome, that would create the best marriage, and that would create the best future for them. Um, yeah, it didn't, you know, it didn't exactly work out, but Bad parenting is different depending on who you talk to and who you ask. So what does that tell you? 
now it tells me that it's all a bunch of lies because it really depends on your point of view. And what happens when you decide that what you're doing is bad parenting? So how much have you judged yourself as a parent? And what is that creating for you in your life? Um, so I took to the internet, as I often do with these radio shows, and looked at a whole bunch of quotes about parenting, because I feel like that's a great way to find out what are all the points of view, what are all the judgments about parenting. And this one really, really stuck out. So let me read it to you. A good parent will sometimes question if they are a good parent and the choices they've made for their child. A bad parent simply care enough about their child to question themselves. So number one lesson on how to be a bad parent is never doubt or judge your abilities as a parent. Number one, how to be a bad parent. Do not judge yourself as a parent and never doubt your abilities because if you do that, you will be a bad parent according to this society. Wink, wink. So, so, you know, how much have we been taught that if you don't doubt yourself and if you or questioning yourself or feeling like a bad parent or feeling like you don't know what to do or thinking you're a bad mom or thinking you're a bad dad is the right way to parent, that if you feel bad about yourself, that if you question yourself, that if you feel like shit, if you feel like you're doing a shitty job and you judge yourself incessantly, that that means you're a good parent because you care enough about your child that you're constantly judging and constantly doubting because you just want to provide the best for your child. What a crock of shit, okay? What a crock. Because what happens when you judge? What happens when you judge? Judgment does not create change. It creates a whole bunch of contraction it creates a whole bunch of misery. Are you happy when you're judging yourself? Do you think your kids want a parent who's going around judging themselves and don't think they don't know? Oh, don't think they don't know you're judging yourself, even if you're not saying it out loud and even if you're doing your be happy mommy and daddy because those buggers are sneaky aware little ones and they pick up on so much more than you think. Trust me, my um, my daughter who's twelve, she's great at this. She's been great at this for a really long time, and I feel like her her awareness of my judgments is increasing as she gets older. <laughs> she's twelve now, or her willingness to use my judgments against me are getting bigger. She's been great at picking up on my judgments. She is in my head. She knows all the places that I have thought I was a bad mother, and she knows how to use them against me. Oh yes, she does. One one day, she um, I was telling her room, and I was telling her that you know she well her room was a mess, so I was asking her to pick up her room, and I have judged myself enormously my whole entire life that I am not a neat person, that I'm messy, and that I'm not good at cleaning my house. So my bedroom is you know very messy, it's very messy, and so I asked my daughter to clean up her room, and she the little sneaky bugger decided to look at me and tell me, how can you tell me to clean you seen yours? Oh, what? <laughs> so, you know, she knew she knows my buttons and she knows how to take my judgments and use them 
against me. She knows how to manipulate me with my judgments. So please be aware your kids are very, 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 very psychic and aware, and they know how much you judge yourself, even if you're not saying it. And they will pick up on that, and they will manipulate you. And manipulation is not such a bad thing, but... Be aware that if you let yourselves, your kids know what's going on in your universe. And what's that creating? What's that creating for you? What's that creating for them? Judgment does not create change. Choice creates change. If you're judging something, you can't change it. But we don't, we don't know that. We haven't learned that. We have learned to judge ourselves into change. And we do that a lot with parenting. If we judge ourselves enough, if we think we're doing a horrible job at parenting, we will that will result in better parenting. So, bad parenting lesson number one. Do not doubt your abilities as a parent. And then you can see a bad parent. <laughs> okay, so why? Why are we willing to be bad parents? Why am I suggesting this? Why should we be willing to be bad parents? Wouldn't it be, don't we want to be good parents? Don't we want to provide our children with the best? Um, well, have you ever heard the idea that what you resist persists? And so if you are resisting so much being a bad parent, are you in fact creating more bad parenting, more of those things that you've decided are bad parenting practices? Um, if, if you drop the idea of bad parenting, and if you would be willing to be vulnerable and lower your barriers and allow yourself to be a bad parent and allow yourself to be judged as a bad parent, then you can actually have something called awareness, awareness of what's required. And then you can choose your action based on an awareness of what's required for your child. But you can't do that if you have a judgment about being a bad parent in the way. You can't have awareness and judgment in at the same time. It does not work. If you judge, you can't know everything that's really possible and you can't know what's required because the judgment is like a, a smoke screen in front of you. You can't see what's really required. Um, so when you're willing to be a bad parent, those judgments stop, start to drop away and then you can function from awareness and you can function from choice. When anything goes, you can look at everything as a possibility and then choose what you know is going to work. So um, <clears throat> we are going to go to break and then we are going to talk uh, a little bit about what's happening in the chat room. Um, if you would like to join the conversation, by the way, it's lots of fun to play in the chat room. You can go to a to zen.fm and click on the link on the upper right-hand corner where it says chat room. You can type in a little um, a name for yourself, real or fictional, and then come and play and type your question or your comments in the chat room. Um, you can also call in and talk with us as well. And uh, the numbers, I think, are on the commercials. Anyways, we are going to break. Stay tuned. This is Messy Adventures in Living, and we are talking about how to be a bad parent. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? 
What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? Do you know a child who is frustrated and disruptive in class? Who struggles to connect? Who's bright but still not making the grade? Have you ever wished that there were a kinder, gentler way to support children with difficulties in school or at home? Many children find Access Bars is benefiting them greatly. A study is being conducted to document findings in an effort to assist kids everywhere with these life-changing benefits. Will you donate and help to assist kids thrive? Visit www.accessyourbrilliance.com to support our study. What else is possible for kids now more than ever? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada 613-800-8736, in the U.K. 033-0001-0625, or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Thanks for joining us. We're talking about how to be a bad parent today. In case you searched the Internet for lessons on how to be a bad parent and didn't find any, you came to the right place today. So why in the world are we talking about how to be a bad parent and why in the world would I encourage anyone to be a bad parent? So I'm actually, um, what I am suggesting is that the willingness to be a bad parent is what can actually create awesome parenting, um, often think that judging ourselves into being something is what's going to create it. If I judge myself harshly enough, I will be a better person. If I judge my parenting, I will be a better parent. So what the heck does good parent mean? And by the way, judgment never creates anything except crap. So we were talking uh, before we left. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm just. I was just looking in the chat room, and um, one of our participants just um, mentioned that. Um, what I was talking about my daughter and how she uh, told me that I should go look at my own messy room before I told tell her to clean hers. <laughs> Sneaky little bugger. Um, it, Eleanor in the chat room is saying, "Isn't that also a case of do as I say and not as I do?" And yeah. So how much do we use that? Do as I say, not as I do. As a as a bad isn't that a, such a bad parenting tactic? You should not tell your kids to do something you are not doing yourself. That's bad parenting, right? That's hypocritical. How can I tell my daughter to clean my room when my room is a mess? So let's let's look at that. So you know, are you willing to be a hypocritical parent? Would you be willing to be a total hypocrite? And 
suggest something to your child that you are not being. You know, you, what I'm I'm not saying that you have to choose these things, but if you resist being a hypocritical parent, you end up creating that. What you resist persists because you create it in your world. Every time you resist something, it locks that thing in more and more and more. And when you lower your barriers and you're willing to be that thing, often that's what begins to create the change. When we put walls up to all these things that we don't want to be, we end up creating it. So, yeah, would you be willing to be a hypocritical parent? And everything that is not, everything that is, everything that brings up for you and everywhere you're unwilling to be a hypocritical parent, will you please destroy and uncreate all that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So that thing that I just said is the called the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. It's part of this modality called Access Consciousness. It's a tool that you can use to shift some energy. So the way it works is that we talk about something, a whole bunch of energy comes up, emotion comes up, comes up, you start thinking about something in your past. And that clearing statement, which is short speak for a whole bunch of things, um, clears that helps to clear that energy it's kind of just like a magic wand to get rid of the charge on it if you would like some more information you can um, go to accessconsciousness.com the there's also a website called theclearingstatement.com that explains all of that so um, that's what that stuff is okay so bad parenting tip number two Hmm, let's see, which one should we choose? Do not rescue your kids. Do not ever rescue your kids. Bad parenting tip number two. If you don't rescue your kids and you don't teach your kids, you are a bad parent. So I have a good example of this actually from my own life. My my mother, who is an awesome mom and who has was a single mom and she... Um, dedicated her life to myself and her brother very selflessly and did everything she knew how to provide us with a great life. She um, used to help me when I was a kid with my homework. She um, often saved my ass because I was and still am an enormous procrastinator. And so I would wait until the last minute to get my projects done, to get my essays done, and then I would panic at the end and run out of time and I would forget that I didn't get this and that. And my mom would totally come and fly in and save my butt. She would tie stuff up. She would um, help me put my... I, I have so, so many memories of like science project boards on the floor and she'd be cutting and pasting and um, helping me with the physical process of the, of the assignment. And she did it many, 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 many times, multiple times. She saved my butt. And um, I did great. And I did had got good grades on these assignments. Um, and she, in in her mind, this is what she knew. This is how she thought it would be great to help me. This is how she showed her love. This is how she supported me in creating um, a future for myself. She rescued me all the time. And I am grateful that she did that. I also see where, in lots of ways, that was not kind. And it was not actually a contribution in many ways. Am I completely screwed up because of it? No. Was she a bad parent because she did it? No. But what I'm saying is that she may have had a judgment, I don't know, that if she didn't do it, she was a bad parent. 
and that if she didn't help me get good grades, she was a bad parent. And in a lot of ways, letting me fail, in air quotes, could have also contributed enormously to my life. Because what happened was when I graduated high school and I went to university and it was a lot harder for her to save my ass because I was studying nursing and I mean she still continued to do it but you know I hadn't developed good study habits like there was a lot of reasons why just letting me screw up air quotes (laughs) could have also contributed enormously to my life so you know where have we decided that we need to rescue our children in order to provide them with the greatest future. And education is one of these things that we have a lot of conclusions that we have to do everything in our power to provide the possibility for a very good education and so that our kids can get good grades and so that then they can have a wonderful job and then they can and by having a wonderful job that pays well and that's stable that then they're set for life. And is that always true? What about other things? What about um other awarenesses that you get from your choices. So what if allowing your children to choose is what is teaching them that choice creates? Do we need to set up our kids for success or what if instead we could show them that their choices create their lives? Because isn't that the truth? What creates your life? Does your biology create your life? Does your past create your life? Do your parents create your life? Your choices create your life. And wouldn't it be awesome if we could show our kids that their choices create? And then the the, the stickler with that one is that we need to let them make their choices. And that is often where it becomes really uncomfortable. So everywhere you have decided that it's your job to rescue your children, everywhere you've decided that it's your job to set up your kids for a fantastic life, can you please destroy and uncreate all of that bullcrap? <laughs> right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So <laughs> Christine in the chat room, I totally let my kids screw up all the time. Awesome. How does it get better than that? Um, and it's totally expanded their lives. Yes, of course. So my friend Christine in the chat room um, uh uh, has actually uh, told me a whole bunch of stories about <laughs> her kids and her parenting. And um, one of the uh, one of the other uh, judgments I think that I have had about parenting myself, and this is based on my own childhood, is that. Um, so here, let's let's do bad parenting tip number three. Bad parenting tip number three: um, don't provide a stable home for your child. So what does that mean? So. Um, I was talking to my good friend Christine one day about how I wanted to move and how I thought that I was very hesitant because I thought that that was going to really screw up my kids and it was going to disrupt their lives. They've been at this school now for a really long time and they were going to not make friends. And really, my point of view, my judgments were 100% based on my own childhood because when I when I turned 12 or 13, I was in grade 7, um, my family moved, and what happened was I went from being this uh, really outgoing person to suddenly being the new kid and feeling extremely judged. And something happened, or I chose, I chose, <laughs> I chose to shrink into myself and become this wallflower. And I, for many years, looked at that and blamed, not blame my mom at all, but um, just 
I thought that it was because I moved and that that was the fault of that that um, event in my life. And so now that I am considering the possibility of moving neighborhoods and taking my kids out of their school, I have this very colored judgment about what that is going to be for my kids. And I was having this conversation with my friend Christine, and she told me um, that her kids actually said to her, hey, mom, you know what? Um, she she, she told, was telling me that she moved a lot when she was a mom. Um, they moved houses and moved neighborhoods several times and that her kids said to her, you know what, mom, actually thanks for doing that because we are so good at making new friends now and we can relocate all the time with no problem and make new friends. And and we learned so much from moving and it had been such a com- um such a contribution to our lives to move from one place to the next and her kids actually live all over the world now and um are I have so much ease with um with change. So, you know, how much do we our kids from change? Um how much have we decided that we're bad parents if we don't provide stability for our kids? And what if that's not true? What if it's such a gift to what if showing our kids how to change is an enormous gift to them, um, to their future, because what doesn't change, right? Everything changes. Change is constant. So how much of a lie is it that children require stability? And what a gift could it be to show our kids that they can they can go with the flow and they, they can deal with change and they can make new friends and that no matter what life throws at them, no matter what come upon, they can always um, they can always create their lives and they can deal with change with no problem. So yeah, thanks Christine for that awesome conversation. I have it in my mind all the time. So um, yeah, and what, and sorry, thank you Rhonda in the chat. Just in case you're wondering who I'm talking to, they are, are the people who are, are playing with me in the chat room. So what have we considered stability? Um, yeah, what, what, what is stability? We have judgments about what it means to be stable, that our homes should never move, that um, our family life should always be the same, that we should have routine, that you know, we should always be having dinner at the table. Um, so we are going to go to break. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. We're talking about how to be a bad parent today. Um, and I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. 
Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 in Canada 613-800-8736 in the U.K. 033-0001-0625 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and we are listening to How to Be a Bad Parent today, lessons on how to be a bad parent. So let's go to bad parenting number four. I think we're on bad parenting number four. Um, I want to talk about this one. Uh, Let your kids love you more than you love them. What? So I had this awareness one day when I was lying down with one of my kids and they were telling me how much they love me. Oh, mommy, I love you so much. I love you to infinity and beyond. I love you to the moon. Mommy, I love you. And initially my response to that was, I, I love you too. I love you more. And I caught myself saying, I love you more. Because my mom used to say that to me all the time. Oh, mommy, I love you. Oh, honey, you know what? As much as you love me, I love you. Think of all that love. Imagine that I love you more. And you know what? I always kind of hated it when she said that. I was like, would you, why? Like, come on, man, I love you. Like, can you just shut up and accept the fact that I love you? Like, do you always have to tell me you love me more? Like, it was her response all the time. Um, (laughs) My poor mom, she gets picked on all the time. Mommy, if you're listening, I love you so much. Okay. So, so, you know, I love you more. Mommy, I love you. Oh, honey, I love you more. Or Daddy, I love you. I love you so much more. What is that? My awareness is that that's not receiving from your kids. And that if you didn't love your kids more than they love you, that that is absolutely horrible. Because as a parent, you love for your kids is inexplicable. It's enormous. It's gigantic. And children can't possibly understand the love of a parent. That's another thing that we hear often. You'll never know what it means to love until you become, wait till you have your own kids. Then you'll understand. And when our kids tell us they love us and we tell them we love them more because we think that if we don't, we're a bad parent, what are we receiving? Are we receiving from them? And you know what I've started doing? When my kids tell me they love me, I say thank you. 
And I say, thank you so much for loving me. I love your love. Oh, I love your love. Thank you for loving me. And then I say, I love you too. There's nothing wrong with saying I love you too to your kids. But this this energy of I love you more is so much like a negation or a dishonoring or like a not receiving of their love. So if you want to be a bad parent, definitely love your kids. Let your kids love you more than you love them. Just let them. Let them love you more. (laughs) What are we not willing to receive from our kids? And it's so often it's because we have this point of view that our job as parents is to teach our kids and to love them to the extent of them so much and to teach them about reality. And what if that's not true? What if what if part of being a parent and an enormous part of being a parent is receiving your children, receiving them exactly for who they are and receiving the gifts that they have? Because you know what, guys? They have a lot of gifts to give us. They have a lot of things to show us. Is it possible that our job is not to teach our kids and not to set them up for life? Is it possible that actually our role as parents or not even, it doesn't even have to be a role. It's, you know, what if we're put together with these other beings to receive from each other and to enhance each other's lives and to contribute to each other's lives? Yes, your kids can contribute to your life if you let them. If you let them. I guess we can have bad parenting to arrive, let your kids contribute to your life. So um, actually, I'd like to read a paragraph from my chapter in Possibilities in Parenting that talks a little bit about this. So it goes like this. You know, what if we're not here to teach our children anything? What if we're not here to mold them, set them up for a good life, or even help them be good people? What if we could receive the gift they are exactly as they are with absolutely no point of view about how or what they should be do? What kind of future could be created by a generation of people who as children were acknowledged for everything they knew and whose gifts were fully received by those around them? What if this next generation of people could be the kind of people who knew their gifts and who owned their gifts and were willing to use them to change the world. Maybe kids don't need us to teach them how to be or to teach them how to have a good life because all we're doing is, is perpetuating and duplicating more of the same. If we show them how to be everything they can be, with no judgment of what that's supposed to look like. And that's the key there because those the judgments are sneaky and they're conclusions. And when you conclude and you judge, you're not creating greater. You're creating more of the same. So if we want to raise a generation of kids that are going to create this world as greater, we need to allow them to do it in the way that they know and not in the way that we think it should be done. What's happening in the chat room? <laughs> uh, Rhonda, now I say to Bowen, thank you when he says he loves me. I've stopped saying I love you too. It's been such an automatic response. Exactly, yeah. All these things that we think are the right things to say to our kids. It's great, it's great to be willing to receive from your children, even if that's thought of as bad parenting. Okay, so bad parenting tool number, where are we? I don't know, number six. So I was at church, um, uh, not today, yesterday. Uh, I was at a Roman Catholic Mass, and the priest talked about 
pelicans. And I did not know this before. And the pelicans are often used as symbols in the church. And the reason that um, pelicans are used is because um, I actually have something right here. Okay, I'm going to read from something I found online. So the symbolism of the mother pelican, um, as I'm reading this, pay attention to your body and see what this is like for you if it creates a contraction in your body or if it actually creates a lot of space and lightness, okay? Um, the symbolism of the mother pelican feeding her little baby pelicans is rooted in ancient legend which preceded Christianity. The legend was that in time of famine, the mother pelican wounded herself, striking her breast with the beak to feed her young with her blood to prevent starvation. Um, and another version of this legend was that the mother fed her dying yet her own blood to revive them from death, but in turn lost her own life. Okay, wow. So, <laughs> I don't know about you, but that is extremely contractive in my world. Yeah, oh my God, right? So the pelican is pecking at her own breast and drawing blood and feeding the children with her own body. Um, and in the end, sacrifices her own life. And the idea is that this is this is love. That this is sa that sacrifices love. Um, in Christianity, right? Um, Jesus died on the cross for us. He sacrificed his life for us. And this is equated often in parenting as love. You okay? So bad parenting tool number six: never sacrifice your happiness for your children, and then you can be a bad parent. So. We often think that this is a huge part of parenting. Parenting is a sacrifice, of course. You sacrifice your happiness for your children because you love them so much that you would do anything for them, even if it means giving up everything in your life, because you want to give everything to your children, you know, completely and without even a thought. So what does that create? And I'm not making this wrong, and I want to look at, I really want to look at, this is not wrong. It's not wrong to sacrifice every children. But is it true that that's what creates the greatest outcome? Um, honestly, like, come on, especially moms, and sorry, I don't mean to single out dads, but moms are so known for this, right? You, you, you push and you push and you push and you don't do anything for yourself anymore. What does that create? Are you happy when you're doing that? And everybody knows that when mama ain't happy, nobody else is happy, right? So, I mean, really, what are we creating? And could we create something so much greater if we were willing to take care of ourselves and um, and enjoy our lives and do things for ourselves and create for ourselves? So um, what I want to look at, what is this energy? Um, what is the energy of sacrificing everything for your children? Because if we don't make it wrong, let's look at it and maybe we're calling it some, let's call it something else. So when I, when I think about this, I often look at, you know, what is that? I often have that. It's like, yeah, I'll give you here, like, I'll give you my last piece of bread no more and you want it. Sure, here, have my bread. You know what that is? It's really giving with no point of view. You know, what if the pelican has no point of view? Has no judgment. You know, I am happy to give something to my child with no point of view about how that's going to, how that's bad for me. I, I often give to my children at the expense of myself using air quotes. So I will give up my food for my children. Sure, here you want that extra bed ticket. I have no point of view. I don't care. I can eat something else. Um, but that's, 
I think we've twisted that and we've turned it into this expectation that you must sacrifice everything for your children in order to be a good parent. And if you don't, you're a bad parent. Um, and it's a lie. It's a lie because parents and children are co-creating their lives. And, you know, what if this could be a relationship of contribution and co-creation? And what if you don't have to give up something for someone else to have what they would like? Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you if you look at it and, and you can see it for what it is, which is the willingness to give freely with no point of view. And remember, when we gift, we also receive enormously. So this 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 relationship, this continual contribution, receiving and gifting, receiving and gifting, um, without the need or judgment or obligation of sacrifice. You know, sa- what does that word sacrifice mean to you? I mean, when I think of sacrifice, I often think of like the lamb on the altar, the killing, you know, like the slaying. Do you have to slay yourself for God's sake in order to for your kids to have to be happy? What if you being happy and what if you creating your life is actually the greatest gift you can give your kids? Because they then they can see that they can create their own lives as well. So what else? What other what other parenting judgments? What other bad parenting skills should we have? Um, let's do this one. Let's do uh, bad parenting number seven, I think we're at. <laughs> Let kids choose things that will damage them. Let your kids choose things that you know will damage them, and then you'll be a very bad parent. So I mentioned it before, like, what if the greatest gift you can give your kids is showing them that choice creates and that their choices create their lives and that they're not at the effect of their environment and that they're not at the effect of the world, but they're not victims because they're not. They're powerful little buggers. So how hard is it for us to let our kids choose something that we think or that possibly we even know will be uncomfortable for them? And how uncomfortable is it that for us? So, you know, what are some examples of this? Um, you know, letting your kids go and move in with the other parent if you are divorced or letting your kid, I mean, I'm talking about letting your kids run across the street and get hit by a car and then start over in their next life. <laughs> you know, like, let's be, please be in the question about it. Um, but if we have a point of view that we if there's something that we think is going to damage our kids, that's our judgment, that's our conclusion, and all we're doing is projecting that on us on on them, and we are projecting at them that they that they don't know enough and that we know better as parents, which is not true um, awesome, so Eleanor in the chat room last friend picked up the dinner check and five minutes later won five hundred dollars in the scratch off gifting and receiving right. So if we have a point of view that we're always supposed to, you know, pay for something or let our kids, you know, be greater than our children, then we can't receive what might came, what may come out of allowing them to choose. Awesome. So um, what, what else? What else are some judgments that you think make you a bad parent? Um, rescuing your kids. We talked about rescuing your kids. Oh, stopping parenting. I found a meme that um, said that um, if you, you, 
something about stopping parents. I can't think of it right now. Sorry. But um, how much do we have this idea that actually we need to continue parenting all the way until we die? And what does that mean exactly? So a lot of times um, I'll say to my mom again, here we go with my mom. So a lot of times my mom will give me advice and um, I welcome her advice. But I think what I would like from my own mom is that I would like to have a relationship where we are contributing to each other as people and not as parent and child. So there's this thing that she says, or she'll say like, you know, I'm always your mom. I'm always your mom. And how much do we perpetuate that? Like, you were, uh, no matter what, I'm always your parent. No matter what, I'm always your parent. And if you stop parenting, then you're a bad parent. So what if you, what if as your kids get older, you can start to recognize, or you know what, not even as they get older, what if you could stop looking at your children as less than you, as this unequal relationship, you know, as this hierarchy? What if you could acknowledge your children as beings, as infinite beings, as equal contributors? If you can acknowledge them as that, then you can have the gifting and receiving that comes with contribution. Um, everywhere we have decided that we have to parent until we die, even that we have to parent our adult children because that's the job of a parent. Can we destroy and uncreate all that? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So is this a bit too much? Is this a little bit too much outside of the box? It might be, but I challenge you to look at all the places that you have decided uh, you're a bad parent and ask yourself, is this true? And what's right about this that I'm not getting? What's right about me that I'm not getting? Um, so again, I just want to look at um, receiving from children and not judging yourself as a parent. Um, and what does that create? So it create for your children when you're creating your own life instead of sacrificing for them. So if you're willing to be a bad parent and create your own life and choose for yourself, what is it possible that that's the greatest contribution to your children's future because then they're looking at you and they're watching you create your life? If I judge myself that I'm not a good cook, and I don't cook good meals for my kids. And if I judge myself that I don't, you know, keep a clean house and and I, and I sacrifice my joy of creating my business and I sacrifice the joy I have when I go to work and I, and, I, and I have fun at work, if I take all of those things that I desire and I sacrifice them, what am I showing my children? If I'm willing to create my life, even if that means being seen as a bad, bad parent, if I'm willing to completely create my life, what space am I making available for my children to then create their own lives, right? So what have you decided is a bad parent that actually isn't? And everything that is, will you destroy and create it all? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and punk, all nine shorts, but beyonds. All right, people. So um, let's take a look. I want to read this little blurb from my chapter again. Um, to each of my amazing children, 
Thank you for being the catalyst I needed to take a long look at myself. Not to judge where I needed to be better for you, but to acknowledge my own magic and my own gifts. The ones that I myself had buried under years of trying to fit into this reality. I will continue to be the gift that I am to the world and expand my life in ways I may not even be dreaming of yet. I know that as I do this, you may acknowledge the amazing gift you are to the world too. As I lower my own barriers and go beyond the limitations of judgment and fear, the possibility for you to choose beyond barriers expands. Or perhaps you won't choose that for yourself, and that's okay too, because I have your back no matter what you choose. So, you know, everything that's underneath wanting to be a good parent or being unwilling to be a bad parent is this idea that we want the best for our kids. And what if you would be willing to uh, completely allow your kids to screw up and completely allow your kids to have a terrible life? Um, It doesn't mean that they're going to choose it, and it doesn't mean that you have to like it. But when you have the willingness to allow something to be, then that is often when the space of possibility opens up and allow for choice and allow for awareness instead of contraction and, and building your life based on expectation instead of choice. So how much have we learned that as parents we should be teaching our kids how to have a life? And what if by creating your own life, you are opening the space for your children to create their lives. So thanks for joining me, all of you bad parents. And I invite you to allow yourself to be a bad parent and to create your and be the space of possibility for your children and invite them to be that space too. What can you create in your family if you're willing to be a bad parent. What can you choose? See you next week. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Petrina Fava will return next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We'd love to have you join us again. Until then, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.